Hello, welcome to Crossplay Podcast episode 113, where today we are going to be talking about the new PlayStation State of Play. We're going to be talking about CD Projekt Red Leaks, as well as a uh, severe diatribe that I'm going to go on about the PS Plus games for June, and Steve and Matt are oh. going to tell me that I'm wrong. Maybe some Pokemon stuff too, right here on Crossplay. My name is Taylor Allen. I am joined this week by Stephen Fontana and Matt Murray. New guests uh, since I've started hosting, at least. Mm -hmm. So welcome to my show for the very first time, you two. Welcome in. Thanks, man. I'm super happy to be here, to be a wheel on your hitch, to go on this journey of video games. Yeah, I can't believe I've done this 113 times, and this is your first time 113, it's amazing. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Dual Screens Crossplay Podcast, the internet's number one gaming news podcast starring people that you've never heard of because they've never been on the show before, like Steve and Matt. The Crossplay Podcast posts each and every week on kind of random days, depending on when we have other interviews and stuff. Usually it's on Thursdays, but, you know, this week was kind of a shit show. On Things happen, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, and our home, Podbean. Don't forget All your sister's ass. It's always on your well. sister's ass, too. That, too. Yep. And, of course, you can check us out on the website as well, dualscreens.com. If you're loving the show, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review or subscribe if your platform supports that. Now, coming up this week, we've got a lot of really awesome stuff. Um from the dual screens team. So I wanted to go over that. We just had an incredible interview with the community manager for the hit vampire survival game V rising. That interview is going to be going up on Friday. Highly, 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 highly recommend you check that out. Uh, it was awesome. Like there were, uh, some it was really a great cool show insights about the game, um, about like the thought process behind creating this like dope combat system. And like, vampiring everything up um it was it was really fun super funny he was he was awesome an awesome guest for sure we'd love to have him back on um later on as well but super excited for that um we just had a new review go up on the site uh steve you want to tell him about some of the stuff that just hit the website oh man do i ever let me tell you a story about how do i I have to pull up the website (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't want to screw anything up. Yeah, we have a review of, of the Big Con Grift of the Year edition. Um, our main man, Jimmy, uh, did a an awesome review. Uh, the game had a couple of issues as far as uh, technical issues, but we were, all, we were also uh, reviewing the pre-release build. Um, so to please take that with a grain of salt. But go to dualscreens.com, D-U-E-L screens.com. Check out our review on that bad boy. Good stuff. Um, we have just a ton of content coming out on dual screens. Uh, you had the V rising preview review thing go up as well. That's actually still getting clicks. Um, so very exciting stuff. And now with this interview posting, it's in early access right now on our Patreon, patreon.com slash NDS podcast. Um, but you you could also wait uh, for Friday and that interview is going to go up as well. So, that should help yeah. us out with that as well. And if you want to support us over on Patreon, we just launched um, some new tiers. We revamped some things, uh, kind of changed some things around uh, to make sure that you guys got good value out of that support. 
um, go toss us a dollar. You'll get access to our Discord. Um, and I, I really do believe that you'll you'll view that as, as worthwhile. Uh, the content that we have planned and have been putting out has been awesome. So um, if you like what you've been hearing, patreon.com slash ndspodcast. Obviously, these shows and everything that we're doing couldn't exist without the generous support from all of our patrons, especially our Patreon producers, Colton, The Apprentice Nestler, and FNH Paul. Um, thank you guys from the bottom of our hearts. Somebody asked me yeah. recently, why is he right. the apprentice? And we had mentioned this before, but I don't know if it was on a show, but hmm. it's because he is an electrical, an electrician apprentice. And now you One know. day he'll just be Colton, the electrician Nestler. That's true. The journeyman. journeyman the, the next thing go. would be the journeyman. Apprentice, yeah, journeyman, foreman. And then master oh, electrician. And then master. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. He's leveling so, up. Colton, as, Colton's as the evolved. master Nestler does yeah. sound pretty It sounds good. great. Yeah, that's really it good. It sounds that's great. That's dope. Hell yeah. I can't wait for us to be talking about our Patreon producers in 25 years. He's Colton, the master. It's going to be dope. Hello, my name is Taylor. <laughs> Welcome to Crossplay. No, it'll, it'll have like six. It's sixth new name. Yeah, seriously. Oh, man. I, I think six is underselling it a little bit. I, like, every every it's four had, years. It's four had times four six. names I mean, so far. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Sure. Let's get into our most recent adventures in gaming. Previously on, Taylor was playing Elix. <gasps> me too. Uh, and Corey informed me that Elix 2 was actually out and wasn't just announced. I thought when it was released, that was them like announcing the sequel. Uh, so I was surprised last week. And so I went and bought Elix 2. Yeah, no, uh, it's I've been out been for a while. That. A couple months now. Yeah, it, it's been out since March. Yeah. Uh, I'm an idiot. Uh, which is why, actually, we added the release roundup section to the show so that I could be less of an idiot mm-hmm. and can remember <laughs> when these things come out. I don't remember. Yeah, I've been, I've been checking out Elix 2. Um, the game is janky as fuck, man. But it it's really, really is. <laughs> it really well, wasn't is. The first, wasn't the first one that way, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, Dude, yeah. I, d- did, you, did you have a did that just happen moment in the like very beginning of the game? You are being chased by some sort of animals, like yeah, wolf like, animals. It's space wolves. Right. You're ch- being chased, <laughs> and the cutscene is like this lush thing, or whatever. I forget which which direction it is. I don't remember if it's lush or if yeah. it's a desert, but whatever. Whatever it is, you then go into gameplay where you're going and just punching the shit out of these wolf things with like a pipe. But yeah. the world is completely different than the cutscene. Yeah. You're, you're in a totally different area. Totally it's like this different. barren wasteland. Yeah. And then you land and it's just this like kind of like cliffside foresty area. Yeah. And like, how the fuck did I get here? And, and, and then it cuts to him like escaping barely with his life after you like just falling shit off this can. Cliff. You just yeah. completely shit hosed these wolf creatures and all of a sudden like one is about to get him so he's like trying to climb up out of it i was like okay this could have used a couple of more this needed an, a director like a director yeah. <laughs> should have been here and been like wait what but yeah. hey it's fun walking around and finding resources and punching the shit out of wolves i'll tell you mm-hmm. that much <laughs> yeah and the the thing i liked about the first game is like the the world is very interesting and if like mm-hmm. if they had like 
a couple more people that they hired on to do like the writing and stuff yeah. to like make the writing like way less cringy. I think yeah. the story would be way more compelling. Yeah. Like the world building that they do is incredible. Um, basically like earth was struck by this giant comet, um, that carried this like rare off earth mineral, um, called Elix. And it like created this apocalyptic event. And as humanity was recovering, these like different factions, formed based off of how they wanted to like either embrace or um get away from elix um and and so you've got this like juxtaposition of the people who embraced it and like recreated technology um that are like these weird religious zealot guys um and then you've got uh the people who like completely shun away from it and are like no this is like terrible we want to convert this into mana um, and use it to like cast magic and stuff. And they use like swords and bows. And so you've got these dudes with like fucking laser guns fighting like Johnny two sticks over here with like a, a, a excuse me. It's, it's, shooting it's hammer fire. sticks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like the, the world is really interesting and like seeing that, like it's like fucking dollar store version of horizon zero dawn it where it's is. like technology pushed mm. up against like primitive life a little yeah, bit yeah uh, but it's it's really cool um as janky as it is i'm having a good time with it i i think it's really fun i enjoy that world so did you have to uh, turn the sensitivity down by like a million oh, so much so much <laughs> and playing on controller it yeah. like I turned it all the way down and it yeah. still feels too high. Yeah, like, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, way, it's way, got way some issues. Down. You know what? Yeah. It, it it would make a really, really, really good tabletop RPG. Yeah, it totally would. Yeah. That like, let, let us do the moving <laughs> and, <laughs> and target acquisition and combat. Yeah. And, but like yeah. the lore, you guys got it. You're on it. Mm-hmm. You guys kick, kick, kick its ass. It's it's literally just the lore though, because like yeah. even the writing and dialogue and yeah. like story is like so cheesy and weird. Yeah. That like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's cringy. It's it like, but... what do Americans like? Circa nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. That's the dialogue. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Uh, Steve, what else you been playing? Oh man, Apex baby, new season. Yeah. New oh, character. Um, I'm into it. You, you, we've been playing together. We were trying to do a a, a Saturday night thing. You, me, yeah. and the doctor, Mikey Kirsch, uh, getting the squad back together. Um, I'm having a blast, man. It's it's as good as it's ever been as far as the gunplay and the balance uh, yeah. and all that stuff. Like I'm I'm loving the just the way that they're rotating weapons in and out, um, making things craftable, and the the new characters. Because I didn't play at all last season. Um, yeah. Mad Maggie, I didn't Me mess either. mess around with at all. So I'm playing with with her a little bit more. I haven't played as the the new character Newcastle. I haven't played with him at all. Um, yeah. But I just been having a blast. Just just working on dailies, weeklies. You we've been playing ranked a little bit. Um, there's a new ranked system. They now have rookie as uh, is the only rank where you can't lose now uh points now you can go to bronze after rookie and then you can actually rank out of it which i think really helps people who just want to play casually and not get bodied in public lobbies because you you and i both know predator squads big streamers they love to just solo queue 
and just get as many kills as possible and not care about yeah. anything else. And it ruins the fun for mm. the skill-based matchmaking. Because um, mm-hmm. you could have a full lobby full of people that are just your 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 strength, but they balance it, and w- which they allow a Predator squad to go into that because the odds are not in their favor. But they'll drop and destroy six teams before they're killed, and it just takes the fun out of it. So the the yeah. way they're doing ranked now <clears throat> um, helps balance that out a little bit. Yeah, I, I was talking to some of our friends this last week about it, because um, we were having a tough go, mm-hmm. like just in the public live, fight after live, fight live. after yep. fight in both in in both public and ranked like mm. um i i kind of ran into this issue with fortnite on a much more accelerated rate but like it feels like the the crowd the mass um is outpacing my skill level a little mm. bit like i used to be able to get up to plat um i even hit diamond one um one split um, and I was able to do that if I like just put the time in. Um, I don't feel like I can do that. Like I, I feel like gold is is my tops right now. Um, and I, I feel like the the competition, the way that they move, the way they use abilities, the way they rotate, is just like way way above where I feel like I'm at now. Um, and that's not a bad thing. Like Apex still feels good. It's still fun to play. But I definitely find myself getting more frustrated more often mm. um, with the game. Yeah. I want to just unlock stuff. Like, that's why yeah. I play the game. I want to unlock cool skins, play with my friends, chat. Um, I'm not a competitive person. Uh, yes, yeah. getting dubs is great. But, like, I just I just want to unlock stuff. I want to do my dailies and weeklies and, and just kind of mm. hang out and chat with my buds and kill kill some yeah. people or not and just learn how to use new weapons like i i just don't care about any of that stuff no if you're yeah. you're big into into cod with your group of people and i yeah you know you guys are super hardcore about it but you i mean you use it as a way to catch up with old friends yeah i mean it, it really uh that kind of spawned from the pandemic like we didn't hang out for quite a while and it ended up us kind of all reconnecting uh that way and is continued kind of to be uh a way for us to connect as adults on a regular basis you yeah. know what i mean like you can't always hang out all the time but you know you could find a couple hours maybe every every few days to to hang out and play some games and i'm okay with apex being that for me yeah absolutely yeah. right like i think probably in our when we were all younger being competitive was much more important uh and there are some games where i'm like rocket league i get mad sometimes when i do <laughs> when i do bad but i don't i don't you know not raging mad but uh it definitely is more of a um it's definitely more of a social thing than a competitive thing now. yeah yeah i i just get frustrated like dropping five times and losing my first gunfight five times yeah like, it's the sure. worst. that's sure. That makes me want to pull my hair out. And I know like our, our friends like Mike and Andrew, um, who we play with a lot, they're kind of the same way. And so like when one person starts raging, it kind of like saps the fun out of it for everybody. And it seems like the season has been a little bit more ragey than others. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, Matt... the three of you are tough when like <laughs> if, it, if it's me and any of the combination of 
two of the three of you guys. It's like if I lose one of you, I have to, I focus so hard on making you not give a shit about the game. Yeah. Um, just gonna pull him out. I I have to pull him out. I'm just like, dude, what are we doing? I mean, watch this. Like I'm gonna drop us in like a zone that has one hut, and just do nothing for the next 25 minutes. Anyway, let's let's move on. Sorry, I'm. Yeah. Sandbagging. And that's been our Apex uh, minute. Apex minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what have you been playing, man? Uh, so a lot of indies for uh, you know, in- indies nuts. But um, Rogue Legacy Two uh has really been something I I uh, I've been diving into lately. You know, um, I didn't pick it up on early access, but now that it's actually at its uh, full release, I decided to uh, really get into it. And I don't know if. In the indie space right now, there is a better example of a sequel done correctly than Rogue mm. Legacy 2. Um, it expands so well on everything that the first game did right uh, that I'm having a hard time putting it down. And uh, it, it really is. It's, it's, it's fantastic. The classes, uh, all, the, all the new stuff they added with like the relics and all that, uh, it's really, really great. How far but, in are you? Um, so... I just uh, finally got the uh, the echo boots, and I'm okay. I'm over in that area. So I'm not super far. Like I beat um, the first boss, okay. uh, and I'm I've I've made my way to the second area. Yeah. So I've been playing Rogue Legacy two a lot. I got it in early access on Epic, um, and so I've been playing it off and on for the last like year. Um, and right now, um. With the like 1.0 release, I started a new game. Um, I think I have one boss left before like the final boss. Nice. Um, and the game does such a good job at like building on all of the things that you learn. Like it, it does it so well. Like the the double jump thing that you get, or um, the the echo boots and things like that. Um, you like learn the basic mechanics of it and then each new area will add like a little twist a little something new that you can do with them um and they like continue to build on top of each other over and over the area that i'm in now i basically have to use the echo boots to like free climb the side of a tower it's just like open air and if i fall then you like fall way down or like take a that's shit awesome. ton of damage like it's really cool um one of the things and, that I noticed just from being in the second area, uh, like a difference from the first game, a lot of the areas in the first game didn't feel samey necessarily, but like mechanically they worked very similarly. Whereas even just in the second area with the Echo Boots, traversal is like entirely different. It's just yeah. a totally, it's like a, it really is a, in a Celeste kind of way where like I'm, I'm now, you know, completely engaging the game in a different way. Yeah. Um, and they like that second area is like way more open to, um, they they do a really good job of like varying the pacing and stuff. Um, which is, which is nice. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I cannot say enough good things about this game. The like way that you improve your character marginally between each run and the like gear that you get and the relics and stuff are so interesting and cool and like continue giving like things to chase as well like it's not just okay i need to kill this next boss it's like all right i need to get to this node so that i can unlock this new class because i want to try out the bard or whatever like the chef's my favorite 
the chef's my favorite too. The chef's so fucking good. Like, I think that's I, like, I like I said, that, that too is like, they, they did such a good job at expanding. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in the first game, it was like, all right, the assassin and the, you know, you have the warrior and the, yeah. you know, they did such a good job at expanding the cast in not only just like a, a mechanically, but like also just like comedically. Like they, yes. they, it's a game that doesn't take itself too seriously, obviously. And, uh, they they just really lean into that in a lot of the places. The traits are always hilarious to come across, and like the mm-hmm. different combinations of starts that you can get. Uh, yeah, yeah really, really. Again, I'm I'm right with you. You know, I can't recommend it enough, and I haven't even dug as deep into it as you have. Have you played as the Bard yet? No, not yet. The Bard is hilarious. Basically, you have like a loot, and you shoot out these notes into the air, and then you can use the echo boots to bounce off of them. And every time you hit them, it's like you were playing that chord again and it like reverberates and does more damage. And then his like class ability <laughs> plays all of the notes. And it's like this big, like grand finale thing. It's, it's really, that cool. sounds it's like, amazing. It's so chaotic. It's a totally different like play style and mm. everything, but it's, it's a ton of fun. Um, and, and the way that they've like made these classes like interesting and feel unique and stuff is, is totally awesome. I, yeah, I it really love is. the game. Uh, what else you got? I see you got one more here. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think a lot of us have been playing Be Rising, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a game that has taken over a large portion of our group. Um, and I've really just been liking how this game plays and everything about it. Uh, and it, it kind of agree with your statements that you made in your article, which everybody should read. Um, even though I like survival games, you hit on so many good points, just like the action first uh, crafting and building later is such a good way to approach a game like this and the Diablo style and, and how much you can kind of craft your own uh, build. Uh, it's just, it's just great. It's a fun world to explore. It's a fun world to build in and it's a fun world to just kind of walk around. It's great. Yeah. One, one thing that Jeremy said, um, who's the community manager, um for v rising was that uh that the, like really stuck out to me was that they want all of the systems to like harmonize together and for you to interact with all of the systems and i totally noticed myself doing that even though i hate like base building and stuff like that like i mentioned in the article mm-hmm. like this game makes me want to engage in base building because i know it's going to help me get better weapons or new abilities or whatever which will then make it so i can fight cooler bosses and unlock more stuff and it all just like continues to feed back into each other right Um, and they've done such an incredible job with that yeah Um, i think the bosses specifically are kind of what set this apart from other survival games for me like valheim kind of touched on it a little bit um but because of how like the powers work and how you how you get the powers and like you have this like assassination list essentially of bosses that you're going after. There's always a carrot on the stick that you're very aware of, right? Yeah. It's never like hidden behind anything. Uh, and you're always kind of walking towards the next carrot on the stick. And they do a very good job of uh, leading you there. Yeah, definitely. Um, awesome. Well, we've kind of covered all the stuff that I've been playing. One other thing that I just wanted to touch on, um, when I saw the announcement that, uh, Temtem's 1.0 release date, uh, mm-hmm. came out, um, I redownloaded and created a, a new character there. Um, cause I totally forgot how to play the game and what 
Temtem I had and stuff. So I, I started a new Temtem playthrough. Um, they have added so much to that game. They really have. Uh, like, yeah. it, I, I first played Temtem probably about a year ago now. Um, and even in the last year, like, there are mounts now. They've got fucking four-wheelers and, and, like, jet skis that you can ride. They've added a bunch of areas. Um, Temtem's fucking awesome, man. Like, that, that game is so cool. I cannot wait to see what they do, like, post-release and stuff, too, and how they continue to support the game. Like, hats off to that dev team, man. They are, they are like, doing what Pokemon fans have wanted for the last... 15 years you know um and and they're doing it really really well so love temtem can't say enough good about them all right now it's time for release roundup i'm gonna run through the list let me know if there's anything that stands out to you guys first Mm -hmm. lake the indie darling is coming out on stadia that came out yesterday that stands Uh, out to me because it's coming out on stadia why is stadia still a thing continue I don't know. Uh, Silt coming out everywhere that released yesterday as well. Card this game Shark. looks like a me as fuck game. Yeah, you should you should check that out. Uh, Card Shark that's coming out on the Switch and PC today. Diablo Immortal uh, PC and mobile that came out today. Mm. I have some thoughts about yep, Diablo same, Immortal. Same, same. Holy shit. Like, they... It's not bad. Quick sidebar. Quick sidebar. Game... The like gameplay mechanics are really fun and good, right? They embraced the mobile game platform like only Completely. Blizzard and Activision can. Yeah. Like it's like it is it's like it's like inches away from being pay to win. I would argue that it is pay to win. Like <laughs> it is and so aggressively in your face. After you finish anything. You get a pop-up on your screen telling you about this limited time on sale pack or whatever. Like it is intrusive. Like um, think of think of any other mobile game where like you go back to a menu and it, it tells you about these things. And it's literally just after any event that you complete. Yeah. And they just it is. shove it in your fucking face. It's terrible. Uh what sucks though is that like mechanically it's actually a pretty fun game and if they didn't oh, have that diablo. shit in there really good yeah it would diablo. be it's, it's, a, well. it's a diablo game yeah yeah it takes the place between two and three gotten in a decade yeah. yeah like yeah yeah it just i don't know it bums me out man yeah it, it's, it's, it's it's very chinese fun. Yeah, Steve, continue continue reading. I'm going to sneeze. Okay, we also have Gigapocalypse uh, coming f- to the LGS. <laughs> uh, the limited LGS. game system? <laughs> no, LGS. That is last gen and Switch. There you oh. go. See, I, oh. I'm getting it. I'm getting yeah. it. Uh, Soldiers, which uh, you were actually playing. This game uh, is dope. This game is so good. Buy it. Buy it now. Yeah, we spoke about it on Indies Nuts in depth. Uh, So if you want to check out out that episode, please do. Unexplored 2, The Wayfarer's Legacy is coming to Xbox. The Xbox family. Family. PS4. PS4 And PC. PC. Thank you. So it's coming to Xbox Series and Xbox One. It's coming to PS4, but not PS5. I think everybody needs to check this game out because I don't think it's getting enough hype. And the first one uh is one of the most interesting and oddly in-depth roguelikes i've ever played in my life 
are all video games just roguelikes now? Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Spellforce yeah. Three Reforced is coming to Ro- E for Rogue-like everything. Edition. Everything. And then Kotor Two to coming to the Switch is coming to the Switch on the sixth. On the eighth. Eighth. Sorry, six eight. Yes. <clears throat> uh, all right. So yeah, good stuff. And that is our release roundup. Let's get into the dual screens report. Uh, we've got some interesting news this week, and that'll lead us into our topic of the show where we run down the state of play um, and kind of go through those announcements. Uh, but first, a couple of things. Um, people always be looking in files of, of different I'm looking things, in files. Right? Yeah, people be looking in files. Uh, Steam's backend files recently had some uh, references added that were very specifically Returnal. Um, like, there was references to, like, Atropos and, and stuff like that, which is the planet that Returnal takes place on. Um, so a lot of people are speculating that Returnal is going to be coming to PC soon. I thought for sure we were going to get this in the state of play today. Mm. but no. So, um, what do you guys think? Returnal on PC. Sounds about right. Yeah, I think go for it. I think more people need to, like, play this game it's my favorite game of last year last year uh and it's just it's a it's a piece of art that needs to be shared with people outside of the playstation community yeah and we'll talk about this a little bit later but the fact that um sony is like doubling down and continuing to like port their stuff to pc i think is such a good sign and will ultimately lead to more success for playstation studios um i i think it's a um a, a win-win you know you're getting it to a wider pc audience and hopefully are converting some of those people to like engage with your ecosystem more so they can get those games sooner mm. um i i think it's a, a great move uh another interesting leak that has come out recently though uh by cd project red themselves the entire script of the new cyberpunk expansion was just put into the game files of the live game uh, with their most recent update. The Ow. entire script. I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they continue to amaze me. Like, <laughs> I held them in such high regard. And. Cyberpunk's know, good, man. though. It's in a good state right now. Is it? It. Oh, it well, it is. It is. It is. But like, not for everyone, <laughs> right? Yeah, I think this is just. It just like is. Uh, you're just. We're just. We keep going with this, right? Like, yeah. Finally, it is in a good state, and then and then this happens. Is it the worst thing ever? Probably not. But like, no. it's more of just like a. Wow, things are still messed up there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More just like lol, CD project, and yeah. I I think that it will probably help once they switch over to unreal engine um the cyberpunk uh, expansions are going to be the last thing that they do on red engine they're like retiring the engine after this um which i think is going to be good and will help them develop games quicker everything that i'm i've seen from unreal 5 um points to it being like the most powerful and most intuitive development platform out there um and so maybe moving away from like their janky red engine will help but um 
I don't know. This this just kind of like seems like a rookie move to me. Yeah. The whole who what happened? What, how does I just don't understand. Yeah, I I don't understand how that entire script gets close enough to the live game where someone can click a button <laughs> and that it's it in the file. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that just that's silly to me. Um, okay. I need you guys to read to me the PS Plus games for June, and then I'm gonna go on a, a slight diatribe here. And you're going to tell me that I'm wrong or whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, the June monthly games we're getting on PS5 slash PS4. This is the PS5 highlight of the release. We're getting Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Uh, Fine. Pretty pretty dope video game. Uh, PS4 is getting Naruto to Boruto Shinobi Striker. The weebs are so excited. I have no no idea. issues there. There's I so many words is it a in fighting that title game? that I don't know. Is it a know soccer game? Yeah. Is, is it a Shinobi a game? game? I think it's a fighting game. Cool. Whatever. Fight each other. No issues. There. And continue. On PS4, we are getting a God of War. Boy. I have to start off with an asterisk. God of War is one of the greatest games ever made. Like, hands down, I'm not disputing disputing that whatsoever the fact that this game is getting released in june of 2022 four years after it came out on ps plus is what frustrates me so in order for this game to like be of value to you you have to have not purchased it any time over the last four years which you know, granted that happens, whatever, cool, free game. You have to not have a PS5, because if you have a PS5, you already have the game in the PS Plus collection. And if you don't have PS Plus, then you're not getting the game anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, you have to have not subscribed to PS Now, because the game has been like the highlight game on PS Now for the last two years. And you have to have not picked up the game at any point when it's been on sale for like 16 bucks over the last four years. Who is this game for? Everyone like, else. Everyone that's left. There's, there's 15 <coughs> people left. Like, I can count well, on my hands and toes how many people are going to take advantage of this and be like, yes, I was. Oh, the other thing is you have to actually be interested in God of War. Yeah, I mean, Which, yeah, like the, I feel like that's a that's a pretty large caveat. Yeah, that particular one, right? I, I think yeah. most people who have a PlayStation, mo maybe not most, but a lot, are interested in God of War. Most, Everything else, I actually totally agree with you with. Most yeah. PlayStation gamers don't have a PS Five. Uh, most, uh, yeah. I mean that most P most PlayStation gamers don't have a PS5. They have a PS4. That's just fact. Um, sure. There's just an insane amount of PS4s in in the world. Um, you also have to have never known someone who owns the game physically that you could borrow it from, or like sure. rent the game, like, or game or game share it, or what, game share. What I think it, this like... is, what I think this is, it, it's two things. One, it, it it's like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I played this four years ago. I sold my game a long time ago. I still can't get my hands on a PS5. 
all right, I'll, yeah, I'll download this real quick. I'll have it forever, whatever. Um, there, you know, there's that. Also, I think this all but confirms P- uh, God of War 2 this year. I think this confirms God of War 2 is definitely coming out. This year. I, <laughs> I, I am Full on stop. record. Yeah, I am on record as to saying <laughs> I have like a less than 5% confidence that God of War 2 is coming out this year. Like, I, I don't feel good about it at all. And even if the Sony showcase comes at the end of July or whenever they do it, and they announce a date for November, I'm still less than 5% confident that the game will come out this year. Because it was the same song and dance with the first Horizon, and it got pushed. It was the same song and dance with fucking The Last of Us 2, and it got pushed. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn 2, it got pushed. Ghosts of Tsushima, it got pushed. There's no chance it is coming out for holiday this year. No chance. This is going to come out in February or March next year. I was really holding... I was holding out hope that... And I know that they announced specifically that it wasn't going to be here, but that maybe we would have gotten some glimmer of it at the State of Play today. But I think it... I think whatever later showcase that they do is too late to be finally showing off gameplay and a release date for it to release this year. That's not even but, my but they concern. do but they do play it pretty close to the chest, I guess. Well, yeah, that that's not even my concern. Like God of War 1 generated enough hype for this game that they could pull a Fallout 4 and show it in July and release it in November, and there would be enough hype for it. Like, sure. Yeah, they're not worried about, about that. Like, no, they're not, not worried, worried about, about it. it, like, not getting enough marketing or whatever. Like, I just genuinely don't think that, like, you can trust Sony release dates. Do you, do you know why? Simple. <laughs> well, just remember this. This was originally slated for fall of 2021. And That's not true. Yes, it was. Maybe internally they never announced that. It was it was part of a PlayStation blog in June of 2021 that it was a target release of 2021. It was pushed out of its like almost immediately um due to pandemic issues and I believe the uh main actor not being able to do he had to get a surgery or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Christopher Judge. Christopher had, Judge. Had some surgery um, or something. But they were the game itself the game development itself was way further along than that than that delay would had would had alluded to because the things that they needed to do were very specific to the motion capture for him but everything else gameplay wise all that stuff the world the levels bosses like all that stuff has been way far more more far along than we thought remember 2018 the game came out it was finished in 2017 um yeah but you and i both know that game development is not a linear thing like it is for them just because just because they're like all right we just need voice lines and mocap for christmas judge and we're good doesn't mean that when they put that in like the house of cards that is video game networking no like <laughs> but i think that's why we don't have a date exactly right now um i really think that sony 
I think that there's no reason for this game not to come out uh, this year. I don't think there's been the... I don't think it's been in... It's never been in a turmoil. It's never been a scope issue. It's never been a uh, creative issue. Like, other games... uh, that got pushed not necessarily by Sony, but by, by really anybody. It's always like, Oh, the game just, we need more time. We need more time. We need more time. Not just polish. Uh, ghosts of Tsushima was a polished thing and it was pushed to not cannibalize, uh, the last of us. Uh, the last of us was, was pushed for polish. Um, they specifically said that it was, and it was only like, what a month, something like that. Um, two months. I forget what it was when they pushed it. It it was originally supposed to release in fall of, what that would have been it was 2019 yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and then they that ended up not coming out for another six months they delayed it initially and then they well they they, yeah they delayed it it was going to be an april thing i think and then it became a may thing um which to me again that's polish that's a polish thing um that's not the game doesn't work that's not a cyberpunk delay that's not i'm not saying that the game isn't gonna work or whatever but like I, I have full confidence the game's going to be amazing. I just don't have full confidence that the game's coming out this year. Like, we've seen it with both Horizon games as well, where it's been like, for sure, this is coming out holiday. We've gotten announcements at E3 time, and then it gets pushed. September rolls around. We get the, the fucking gorilla logo on the, the black typeface with the long explanation about why they're pushing it three months. Like... I, I just have no confidence. I just think that would have happened for God of War already. I think we would have gotten that mm-hmm. once already. What, why is that any different than, like, Horizon 1 or 2 getting pushed in September when they're supposed to come out in November? You know? Well, I think... Well, like, mm, it's the same thing. God, games I, I, think, I think the games... I think the games that, that the most recent ones... Um, not necessarily the first horizon. Um, cause remember that was a much bigger first scope for them. Like that was like my, like they, they reinvented the wheel with, with what they can do over there. Um, whereas God of war, that was the first one. The, the 2018 God of war was them like reinventing the God of war wheel and I yeah. think, and, and they, they have it like they, they know what they're doing. They, they, you know, it it's the world is there. The combat's there. The systems are there. Like the, all that stuff is there and it's still coming on uh previous gen. So, you know, they didn't, they didn't push the technology. They didn't, they're not learning new technology. Um, they're, you know, it's just going to be another one of those. Oh, is it 4k? Maybe it's like checkerboard 4k 60 FPS on PS five. You know, it's not, it's like, I just think that they are by far the best studio when it comes to putting their games out. Um, and I, and I, I have full faith that they're, and the game really like God of War, when you look at how, what it actually is and how it's actually built, it's not this massive open world, you know, tower climbing millions of enemies running around, you know, you know what I mean? It's not like this big thing it's very i don't want to say linear because it wasn't but it's very deliberate in what you're doing in that game it's controlled everything is so beautifully controlled and remember it was one it was one continuous shot too which was fucking awesome um 
I just I have way more faith in them. Prove me wrong. Yeah, I I would love for them to prove me wrong. I just like Sony has shown time and time again that you can't trust their release dates, and I like until the game is out. Like, I'm not gonna trust that release date. Yeah, I'm not gonna feel good about it. That's fair. Um, another thing that you uh, might not trust is um the the team over at Epic Games when they say that they'll cover the development costs and marketing for you. Uh, <laughs> as Remedy Entertainment found out when they released uh, Alan Wake Remastered last year, um, this was one of those exclusive deals with Epic um, where Epic covers your development and your marketing costs, but you don't make any money until they recoup that. Um, in an earnings call... I don't know if it was the CEO or the CFO um, had mentioned that control sales were down um, year over year in line with what they were expecting. Um, and revenue was down because they haven't received any payments from Epic games because they haven't recouped their development cost on that project yet. Mm -hmm. How tough does that have to be as a development studio knowing that like you put this thing out and you're never going to make any money on it. Yeah. That's a tough pill to swallow for sure. It, it stinks too, because I mean that, I, I don't know if you've played Alan Wake or who has played Alan Wake here, but that is a fantastic game. Uh, and it, it needed a remaster in my opinion. Um, and I, I don't know. That's like, you know, that's like working at a job for X amount of time and just not, not seeing the fruits of your labor, right? You know, you're yeah. you're you've put all this time into putting this product out, and now you really you have nothing to sh not nothing to show for it. I'm sure they got paid during the time, but they really don't yeah. have anything in the end. Yeah, I mean, the nice thing is because Epic, like, you know, covered the bill up front, like all of that. They didn't lose money. Paid. Yeah, they right. didn't lose money. They're not going under or anything. Um, but like to put this work out to then like not see any profits returned back like yeah that's, that's he, here's gotta be a little demoralizing i have a a very uh it, it's not necessarily controversial but i have more of a stern opinion on this and to me that is poor and i mean very poor uh producer issues um studio heads or whoever it at remedy was running this project and was was uh budgeting for it and they made bad decisions like yeah. there is no reason that even even if you projected a certain amount of sales for whatever reason having an exclusive deal with somebody already is going to chip away at those sales it's it's just it's a matter of fact this was we have nothing to lose let's take yeah. whatever deal they give us we have nothing to mm. lose but that game should not have they should not have accepted as much money as they did for that game and they should not have had to spend as much money as they did if the game has not recouped that that yet that's just poor management that's poor financial planning that's poor resource uh management if you if your overhead if you're running a restaurant and you're buying ingredients and your overhead and at the end of the day you just paid for your your employees and your food and your you know whatever and you didn't make a nickel profit that's poor management 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So hopefully, I, I think that's totally fair. Um, I I think the other part of this deal that um, like kind of goes under the radar a little bit is yeah. I'm pretty sure Epic holds exclusive license on this game until they recoup those costs. So this game may never come to steam you know right like it it could be you know locked to that platform if epic never recoups that um which sucks like i know a lot of people like just want their library on steam um and i i get that so um well they they have um it's hard they have uh alan wake 2 right wasn't that a whole yeah situation that is yeah yeah so this this got announced um in lieu with the yeah. Wake 2 announced. So like they they still have that that they can go on mm-hmm. um that will boost sales of Alan Wake. They could do like a combo pack, you know, get a couple bucks mm-hmm. extra for for the first one. Like they're it's not the end of the road for for the Alan Wake uh remastered. It's just it, it it sucks to see something like that happen, but also thank God for Epic because if they spent yeah. that money on their own and put it out in the world and it was received the way it, the way it was you know with them spending that money maybe there would be more problems to be speaking about right yeah, yeah it, it would have definitely been a, a much larger issue yeah that's fair all right last dual screens report before we jump into our topic of the show we had a fucking bright and early pokemon um I, what do they call these they're direct yeah it wasn't a direct it was it was a trailer yeah a a pokemon thing uh it was bright and early the other day um like 7 a.m my time or something yeah it was 6 Uh, a.m pacific time but they they showed off uh pokemon scarlet pokemon violet um we got to see a little bit more from the starters uh we got to see the world a little bit. We got to see the cutest little pig Pokemon Lechonk that you've ever seen in your entire life. Lechonk. Um but some of the, the cooler features that they showed off, uh the game is gonna be uh more open world like Pokemon Legends Arceus was. Um it looks like a similar like catching and battling system, though it is like you know, more in like a battle menu um there seem to be like more a, traditional a traditional pokemon yeah. yeah um but four player co-op for the entire mm. campaign that looks dope that looks super cool yeah that i mean that that's uh that's what people have always wanted to always wanted to just adventure with your friends and they did it a little bit with uh sword and shield uh, yeah. in that free roaming area, I forget what they call it, but, um, you could go with your friends and do some like raids and stuff like that. Um, so they toyed around with that a little bit. Um, as excited as I was for four player, I remember how fucking absolutely asinine Nintendo's online always is. And trying to play with your friends is just <laughs> a clusterfuck at every turn. Um, so yeah. that ex- it, my excitement was immediately punched directly in the, in the dick. Um, <laughs> So that was unfortunate, but the coolest thing that I took away from all of this was we know what the themes of the two games are. If you paid attention to there's two different professors and one of them is dressed very kind of tribally, um, old school kind of uh, leathers and, and rope and stuff. Um, Fur and stuff. Fur. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one is very technical, technological, a lot of, 
lot of uh, circuitry and, and mm-hmm. you know, shininess and metallic stuff. So it looks like uh, Scarlet is going to be set in a in a past or it, so it's going to be time is going to be your 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 yeah. theme here. Um, it's going to be pre, you know, past. I don't know if it's ancient. I don't know if it's going to be prehistoric because there's still yeah. buildings and like it's still new ish. So it's probably going to be something between Arceus and or Arceus and, uh, you know, uh, Pearl and Diamond, like some, something like that. Um, but the future one, it looks cool, too. Um, yeah. The you legendaries were they, cool. Yeah, they revealed the legendaries. They're on the cover, obviously, as they always are. Um, and the, the Scarlet Legendary is, you know, kind of along those same themes. They're both, like, like burb. you know, very traditional, like, kind of Japanese dragon looking. Um, but the one for Violet has like fucking jet boosters and like circuitry all going through its body and stuff. Um, it looks cool. Um, I, I think it's, it's going to be really fun. I'm excited for it. Um, I'm way more excited about this game than I was for, um, sword and shield. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm definitely, uh, excited to jump in. How much of this change do you think, um, was kind of forced upon them by the success of Temtem. It's hard that to say. An impact? I, I don't, I don't, but not because my, like my gut tells me like, of course it does, but I know better than that. Like n- the Pokemon company and Nintendo do not give a shit what anyone else is doing. Mm, they just want true. they just want players they just want you to they they know they're going to sell this game no matter what they do but i think they were just like uh what can we do that's a little different they like they probably don't even know temtem exists and i'm not even saying that as a joke like it is very possible that they're they're like vince mcmahon in w <laughs> in wwe like he just doesn't give a shit what other companies are doing just focus on what you're doing um and Nintendo has proven that like year after year, generation after generation, they just don't care. Um, yeah. They focus on how to make their games as, as good as possible on, on the limited hardware that they have. Um, so I think what's what influenced this game more or has a chance to influence this game more is the success of Arceus and Pokemon uh, Let's Go. Because those two games completely changed the way traditional pokemon games are played and i think this game learned from that as opposed to sword and shield which very much didn't learn from that um yeah sword and shield did some cool new things as far as like these the 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 quote-unquote gyms um you know and and you know stuff like that and like the semi-open world where you can go and, and play with your friends like that was cool but i think that was just a natural evolution of of the games in general and i think arceus proved that players are hungry for a different way to play these games so and and let's go proved that there is a different way to play this game that doesn't have to be bigger and grander it could be simpler so i think that they're kind of just taking everything they've learned from all of the 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 last three games that they put out and are trying to make it a a, a a true next step for Pokemon mainline generational games. Yeah, I I agree to an extent um, that 
of course, you know, Nintendo and especially the Pokemon company are kind of going to do their own thing. Um, I do think that like the success of Temtem had to at least have been in their periphery to see that people like wanted that and like were interested in that. Um, and especially with like Legends Arceus, um, really like taking a, a, a leap, you know, away from the traditional mm-hmm. Pokemon gameplay. Um, I think those two combined have an impact for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, how much Temtem has, you know, actually influenced them, I don't know. But having that competition in the market, I think is um, needed for sure. Absolutely. Mm. Matt, any thoughts? Any any feelings down in the balls about Pokemon? I don't give a shit about Pokemon. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't. I never have. Uh, I don't think I ever will. Uh, this, this admittedly, though, um, Arceus and this have looked like games that maybe I would play. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The, the turn-based stuff never hit me as a kid. Uh, because I was too twitchy and could not sit still, so sure. I I never was able to get into these. Unfortunately, did you play the card That's game right. at all? No, no, I was a magic guy. Mm. Um, all right, yeah. Well, sorry that it it doesn't get your balls. Right. It's all right. Your pokeballs. Your pokeballs. I was I, mean. I was talking a little bit earlier in the Discord about my video game blasphemies that most people probably wouldn't believe, but. This just adds to the list of sins that exist yeah. on my ledger. So that's fine. I hate survival <laughs> games. You hate Pokemon. It's whatever. Yeah, it's I think great. Monster Hunter's shit. That's okay. Yeah. And I don't. And, and here's no, the thing. And here's the thing. Actually. I don't think that. I just really hate that I can't get into it. Like I just don't like sure. the way you fight things in that game. I just don't like it. it just doesn't feel good. It's, it's time for the topic of the show. Topic of the show. We had a Sony state of play today uh, that they said we're going to focus on third-party titles and PSVR 2. One thing I will say that I really appreciate about um, Sony and Nintendo in particular, if they say that the show is going to be about PSVR 2 and third-party games, it's about PSVR 2 and third-party games. Uh And they they don't lie to people. They don't like have uh, no surprises but, but one more, one thing. more thing yeah yep. and if they do have a one more thing it's within the like scope that they set right i love and appreciate that i feel like um the hype around microsoft events can kind of like get out of hand and it leads to people being like kind of disappointed when they find out like 55 percent of the stuff that was shown is all like third-party stuff that's coming everywhere that they just happen to get like marketing exclusive rights on, you know, and, and they continue to like not set expectations well. So, and, and Microsoft doesn't do events like this as often, you know, they Mm. do, they, they kind of stick to like the E3 and then they do like their XO stuff in like holiday. But, um, so that's, they they kind of can get more hyped, but I I appreciate Sony and Nintendo's ability to like set expectations with these. All right, running down the line here, the very first thing that we saw was Resident Evil Four remake coming in March of twenty twenty three. Uh, 
I think this is awesome. The remakes that they've done so far have been great. Not for me. I hate horror games, so, like, <laughs> meh. But, like, by all accounts, the games have been made very well and have been very critically acclaimed. And I know people have been clamoring for Resi 4 specifically to get remade for a long time. Um, so I'm glad that people are getting what they want. I assume you've never played 4, right? So no. The only now one you liked that I've eight, played is 8. And no. you, you remember Tall Lady. Mm-hmm. You I did l- not like it. What about you? Would you like love? Would you like tall short lady? man? I was like just gonna say, man. if you like the opposite <laughs> of tall lady, Resident Evil Four is for you. It is for you. That is true. It's a great a game. cool thing. A cool thing about this, so they also mentioned that there is going to be PSVR two <laughs> content for the game. Yep. Um, they didn't yeah, highlight awesome. what it was, but uh i think that's dope um they also announced uh resident evil village will also be getting a psvr2 version Mm -hmm. i think Uh, i think vr resident evil is my spoopy line yeah i i saw some people playing vr resident evil 7 Mm -hmm. um and that that's just a a well 7 is just a masterpiece of terror yeah i love horror stuff but like I think the being there part of it. Yeah. The, the <laughs> being in your eyeballs. Yeah. I don't know if I like that. You can close yeah. your eyes. I don't know if you know that. You can I do. Close your Thank eyes. you, Steve. Thank you, yeah. Steve. Yeah, uh, bodily functions with Steve. Uh, I don't, I don't think I'm ever, ever, ever going to touch these, but I know a lot of people are excited about that. And I yeah. think it's great ahead of the launch of PSVR two that they are getting some like, must have games like that's Mm -hmm. one of the things that um the first psvr kind of lacked right yeah is it didn't have those like killer apps to begin with like right out the gate and so having you know now that vr has kind of matured a little bit having these like full-fledged like big experiences in vr i think is going to lend uh to even more success uh for psvr too we also know it works now yeah exactly exactly uh a couple more psvr2 titles uh that they showed the walking dead saints and sinners retribution chapter two which is a fucking mouthful yeah Uh, i am insanely excited for this game because the first one is actually my favorite vr game of all time really it is it it was like the most it's the most vr game it's the most game vr game that yeah i can think of like it's such a full-fledged game have you played the the half-life game I've heard that that's really. I have not played Half Life Alex yet, but I hear okay. that that is also on the that level. Like it's a a, a, a lot game. of people say that that is like the best VR experience if you're wanting like a real ass game. But um, it it's good to hear that you know this game kind of is in that same step. And I think the new controllers for PSVR two are gonna lend themselves really well um, to like gunplay and stuff. Which yeah, which I'm really quick aside, my favorite thing about this game was that uh about the first one was that there were times where your knife would get stuck in the skull of a zombie so like you would like you know stab a zombie in the face or whatnot and it would get stuck and you would have to like struggle while other zombies were coming around you like pulling it out of the skull of the zombie you just killed it was it was great nah that is that is (laughs) spoopy for me um Going from spoopy to bright, luscious, and beautiful, they then showed off um, the PSVR adjacent to Horizon Forbidden West. Um, 
what was the name of this game? Call of the Mountain. Call, Call of the Mountain. Uh, yeah. Call of the Mountain. That's right. Uh, this game looks really good. That looks like, like the sure does look like Horizon. Are in a VR. Like, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely that's dope. Uh, and I, I love they showed him, your character because uh, you don't play as Aloy. They showed your character like you know pushing back some vines to like walk through the mm. forest and stuff and you just see like the floating hands you know um and like you know you see the hands climbing up the ladder uh it looks really good and i'm glad that they're continuing to like put out their own titles um and like put significant budget into creating good vr experiences uh for their platform um if they just rely on third party i think um that's the easiest way to let it die. So, yeah, I also think this is a cool way to expand on this franchise. Like, yeah, totally. the scale, the scale of a Thunderjaw while playing like Forbidden West or um, Zero Dawn is already pretty impressive. Like when you're when mm-hmm. you're in third person, but like I can only imagine in first person how crazy that is going to look. Yeah, totally. Um, with that, they also announced a big update to Horizon Forbidden West. Um, lots of quality life improvements. They highlighted like being able to respec and um, transmog your gear, stuff like that, uh, as well as new game plus. Um, and that's coming out soon. So, um, or today, did they say that was coming out today, later this week, something like that near future. That's going to be out. Um, and then the other big VR title that they showed off was the PSVR two version of no man's sky. And as the resident No Man's Sky expert, Matt, does this do it for you? It does. Uh, it looks like it is. So, so right now, the the uh, PSVR one version of the game has uh, some fidelity problems. Um, mm. It's kind of tough to see, and it, it's lower quality than you would like it to be. So, seeing it uh, look as good as it can uh, in VR is great. I will say this is the only VR game that has ever made me almost throw up. Because flying a ship off of a planet uh, and then gliding by a planet-sized planet really fucked up my equilibrium and perspective, and it was fucking wild. Yeah, I I get really queasy um, in VR. Like, I haven't bought any VR headsets because the couple of times I've tried it, it's, like, really made my tummy turn. Mm. So... Um, and I also hate survival games, so this is probably a no-go for me, um, but it's the most no-go for you. I guarantee it. Yeah. I'm glad it's out there for people. Uh, moving out of the PSVR two stuff. Um, we alluded it, alluded to it a little bit, uh, at the top of the show, but PlayStation continues to double down on their PC releases. Um, they announced that both Spider-Man remastered and Miles Morales are going to be coming out um on pc on steam so spider-man remastered is coming out on august 12th um, and then miles morales is going to be coming out uh in fall we didn't get a release date for that june Um, but that's awesome june 28th 2017 704 a.m insomniac games with the blue check mark tweets it will never appear on xbox or pc it's a permanent PS4 exclusive, published published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Were they talking about the remaster version though? 
They were talking about Spider-Man. There we go. Loopholes. They were talking about Spider-Man. Yeah, but not. That's not fair. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Listen, it's a, it's it's called fucking... it's called changing your business strategy. Yeah, That's what that is. Brian Intahar can eat his shorts. You know what I mean? That's all it is. It, it, and it has nothing to do with Insomniac. That's Yeah. That's Sony's like, "Oh, m- money? Yeah, sure. We'll do that." Like, I think it's a, a great strategy. You know, I I talked about it earlier so we don't have to repeat it all, but um continuing to release your product on PC on a neutral platform even though it's, you know, primarily controlled by Microsoft like having that additional way into like the gaming lexicon i think is is huge i just wish they had like and and i don't know why i wish this but i i kind of wish they just had like a psn pc app app. like launcher yeah just just so that they could be like see it's still playstation you know what i mean instead of like steam the remote play uh is fucking horrible oh yeah well sucks so bad I've had really good experiences with it, um, especially on my phone um, and on my laptop. So I can't really speak, but I've had sh- terrible experiences with it with like console to console. Like I remember you could do like four to five or whatever it was. That didn't work very well, but yeah. All right. Continuing on Steve's game of the year, uh, Kitty Cat Simulator, Simulator, yep. a.k.a. Stray. Stray. Will be coming out on PS4 so and PS5 July 19th. Uh, this is also going to be included as part of the premium and deluxe PlayStation Plus tiers. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you've upped your subscription there, you will be getting this game included, uh, which a lot of people are excited about. I'll say this trailer for this game like, I was already kind of sold on it anyway, just like the idea of it. But this trailer for this game, I think, really put in perspective the scale of what this game is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looks so good. Yeah, I think the world is super interesting. Yeah. Uh, the, like, robot people and stuff. Cyberpunk I, I are, kitty yeah. stuff. I, I think it's super cool. Uh, I want to know who strapped their iPhone to the back of this kitty. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> but, but yeah, overall, super excited about this. And it's coming so soon. Like, that's, you know, six weeks away. I'm I'm stoked about that. Yeah, biggest um, surprise there was that excited. it's right around the corner. Yeah. Another game that I'm never, ever going to touch. Oh, my God, this game looks so good. Uh, I can't fucking wait for this game. The Callisto Protocol, I think is how you say it. Yep. Um, spiritual successor to... Um, Dead, dead space. Dead, space. Dead space. There we go. Made dead. by former Dead Space developers. Dead outer space. Dead developers. Um, uh, published by Krafton, who uh, just had to shut down Mistover. Hmm. At least I thought uh, I, I thought I saw the Krafton logo. I'm pretty sure I did. But yeah, this game looks spooky as fuck. It looks uh, yeah, awesome. And if, if you like Dead Space, is very much Look dead at space. the dude's face. Yeah. That looks real. <laughs> That's yeah. what blew my mind too. Yeah, is like the just the like graphical fidelity of this game is insane. It was that is that on real five like because like that that look like if that's what games are going to be looking like now like okay yeah yeah absolutely yeah it looks incredible and like the lighting the specific yeah. sequence I remember is when the guy was climbing up that chain 
in the like elevator shaft or wherever he was. Yeah. And you see like the, the distant lighting and you see something kind of like flicker across it and you see how it like reflects off of his armor or whatever that he's wearing. Mm. Like it, it looks incredible. The, the gameplay that they showed looks really, really good. Again, too spoopy. We'll never play it, Uh, (laughs) but it's coming out super soon. December 2nd Um, for this game to, you know, as far as I know, this was like a an announcement announcement, right? Like we didn't know about this beforehand, right? No, we we did. We did know about yeah, this. Yeah, we. But it, we but it was that... very. It, we just knew it existed. We knew it was going to be okay. a spiritual successor. We knew it was going to, you know, we knew who was making it. We haven't, we haven't seen it yet. Correct. This is like the no. First time. I think I've we saw it. screenshots. I want to say of like yeah. or, or the behind the teaser. back, like yeah. what I, like to show that it was very similar. I guess. Yeah. I but coming out December 2nd of this year uh, on both PS4 and PS5. Uh, very cool. Um, the next game that they showed, I thought was fucking awesome. So this is from the developer of Ollie Ollie World. Uh, Tony Hawk. It's, it's fucking The Purge, Tony Hawk. Jet Set, shoot him up. Yep. Um, this game, Roller Dome, looks dope. Cell shaded. Uh, really cool movement. I love the art style on it. And you just like skate around and shoot people in the face. Um, I, I'm excited about this one. I, I think this is everything that stupid Ubisoft game wanted to be. I think this is the most surprising game of the whole thing for me is, you know, you see this, it comes on screen. You're kind of intrigued. You're like, what is this? And then by the end of the trailer, it's like, holy shit. I think I need this now. Yep. Yeah, it, it looks really cool. I love the art style. August 16th is the release date on that one. Um, so coming really, really soon. Um, and Ollie Ollie World was great. Like, those those devs are awesome. So I'm excited to see what this game uh, actually is. Yeah. Um, the next thing we got was... It was weeb as fuck, let me tell you. Eternites. Um, Fucking cool, though. Action... It's an action game dating hybrid um, with a distinct anime vibe is how the developers uh, describe it. Coming in early 2023 for PS4 and PS5. This game looks weird as fuck, man. I I don't know if I'm in on this one. So, you know how you said too spoopy for me? Yeah. This is too weeby for me. I can't. I I can't. It looks great Mm -hmm. uh, gameplay wise, but I just I can't. I can't do it. They were inspired yeah. by uh, Persona, Persona 4, Golden, and all that fun stuff. Uh, so it's got Persona vibes. The combat looks crazy good. Um, sign me up. Action RPG, sign me up. I don't care. But I do want to roll back a little bit to the Ali Ali game. Um, this yeah. this whole thing made me very sad. Um, oh. Because former guest of Dual Screens Podcast, uh, developer of Trickshot, had this idea first. And I think Trickshot looks way better than this game. But Trickshot is also an arena team-based, like, 4v4 mm. with that with that same mechanic. And I think it's way better. But that's my opinion. How would, how would you know you've never played this game? Because so. it fucking is awesome. Okay. It just looks better. Like, just looking at it, you're like, sure. oh, this looks like it's... I don't know. The, the, the other one looked look janky as hell. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Eternites looks really fucking cool. 
and I'm about that right there. I absolutely am not, but power to everyone who is. Well, uh, you know what visually does look incredible. Street Fighter Six. I don't. I still don't understand what I what I watched on that. As far as the open world <laughs> part and running around. Yeah. And I did not know that this was Street Fighter Six until Chung Lee showed up. I had no idea what the fuck I was. Watching. Ryu's Ryu's old now. He's got like a a beard. He's like grizzled. Um, I don't know. I could tell like when they first started, it looked like that engine. Um, but I wasn't sure if it was like a spinoff or whatever. Um. I don't know. I think I think graphically it looks beautiful. They they do a really good job with like you know really making like colors pop and yeah. Um like exaggerating things in a fighting game way but not too much to where it's like too over the top. Um and I I have always really liked their art style. So um I I think it's cool. I'm glad they're going in a a unique direction. I always like when fighting games like have something unique to offer and it's not just like the same i like new characters i feel like what this felt like was like passing the baton it felt like chun li had a student ryu had a student yeah and like that's what it felt like like replacing the old guard with some new characters a little unfortunate that what the hell is his name uh Oh, man, what would they say the main character's name? I forget. But he just sounds just like just awful. Just just like, oh, I you're just you're not fun at all. But was it Luke? That sounds familiar. I don't know. It was anyway. something like that. It was something like yeah. very generic uh dude name. Um but I like new character like I like when um like the Street Fighter EX games, like they had a whole new cast, no returning characters. Like yeah. I think that was the that was the one. Um, like Skullomania, and like you got like such cool characters. I wish they would do that. This would this is a cool way of of kind of introducing that. Like maybe having proteges for some of the old guard, um, and then kind it's, of expand on the like, new roster. Uh, it's a lot like what they did with Mortal Kombat 10 and 11, with like all of the you know, usual Mortal Kombat cast having like kids and you know, fucking yeah. nephews and shit now, you know? Yeah. Like it's a, a very similar approach. Sl- slime, I, I think it looks good. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. I'm not a huge fighting game guy. I'm bad at fighting games, but I like playing like I like Street Fighter stories and stuff. So I like Street Fighters gameplay. It's a lot of fun to play. I will never play that by myself or online. Yeah. I will only right. play that with friends. In Mortal Kombat, I love to play the story, but I will never play that with against the like. I will. I'm not just going online and playing people. That's yeah. No bueno. I'm with you. Yep, I'm with you. I dropped the uh, link to the Steam page for Trickshot if you want to take a look at that. And if you don't see that in, a- in action and tell me that that's not better than what we sh- were shown on the PlayStation thingy, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, yeah. All right. What, what, what next? Yeah. A couple more uh, indie darlings going to be coming to the PlayStation platform. Um, first, Tunic, which um, recently had an incredible launch um, on Xbox and PC. Um, the game is very cool. Kind of like a, a Zelda Souls-like. Um, and you play as a cute little fox. Uh, that's coming out September 27th. Um, and then season a letter to the future. Um, no more idea. Like story based, yeah. like walking sim kind of a game. 
Um, it looks pretty. Coming out this fall. Yeah, it, it looks beautiful. The art style is very interesting. Looks like you're in kind of a kind of like a Pacific Northwesty like small town, which is very overplayed at this point. But whatever. Um, but it it does look very beautiful. A lot of like lush greenery. Um, and then finally, the big heavy hitter. The thing that I fucking called in the Discord, everyone was like, no, there's no way we'll see Final Fantasy 16. It's not happening. Huge Final Fantasy 16 trailer as well as a <laughs> release window coming summer of 2023. Um, the combat system in this game looks incredible. Yeah, it looks very confusing. Like, and I'm here it for looks it. I'm so way into it. Yeah. Uh, Andy informed me uh, that the combat designer, I guess, of Devil May Cry is mm-hmm. helping uh, with the combat of this, mm-hmm. and that means that this in this trailer too. Yeah, yeah, that means that this might be the first Final Fantasy I ever actually play. I really enjoyed Final Fantasy 15. I know some people kind of like poo pooed on it, but um, I enjoyed that combat system. That was the very first platinum that I ever got on uh, my PS4. Um, and what kind of like got me down seven seven the, remake the is really good too of like trophy hunting yeah i i haven't played seven remake yet but um you should 15 play seven was remake. really good 15 was really good i liked it a lot i'm very excited to play this game correct um, and they they showed off like a bunch of the summons and they look incredible they look so cool they holy look crap so good and there it, it seems like it seems like there's like a a mini fighting game when I you was do summons. Say, it looked like a, a, a kaiju, kaiju fight. Yeah. 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 You got like these two fucking giant fighters going up against each other. Like it, it looks sick. Um, I'm, I'm super excited about this. One thing I will know, I've heard some rumors that, um, if final fantasy 16 could go this year, that Square Enix was going to delay Forspoken. But if it couldn't, then Forspoken, they were going to really try and get out this year. Um, which is not mm. a good reason to delay a game. <laughs> I will say that... have a game replace it. All, every time I've seen Forspoken, I think to myself, this looks amazing, but looks like it needs to stay in the oven a little bit longer. Yeah, there there was a preview event um, a couple of months ago, I think, um, and that was kind of the general consensus from all of the outlets that went as well. It was yeah. like, this is a, a little rough around the edges. Like, this needs a lot more polish, and if they're going to try and force it out this year, just precautioning you now, like, be a little bit hesitant around that game. Give it a little while to get some patches if you are like super excited about it. I, I think there's a chance that it could be kind of rough at launch. Mm. All right. That wraps up. Good, because I'm going to puke. I'm so damn tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very late for you guys. You guys recorded a lot of shows. We went kind of long here as well. Thank you all so much for watching. Uh, if you want to follow along, Steve, where can they find you? At Batchild27 on social medias. And, of course, you can find me streaming at twitch.tv slash Batchild four days a week, Monday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And Matt, where can people find you? 
Uh, I am at Missed Enough on any and all platforms, uh, and I don't stream anymore, but maybe I will soon. You can follow me on Twitter at It's Perger. Make sure you're following Dual Screens on Twitter at Dual underscore Screens. Uh, if you want to join in on the discussion, you can go to patreon.com slash NDS podcast for $1. You get access to our exclusive patron discord, uh, where you can jump in, have Mm -hmm. chats with us, submit questions to the shows, things like that. Keep an eye out on the site. I've got another little write up for one of my favorite indie darlings of the year coming out this coming week. Uh, And we're going to be doing an interview with, uh, with the developer for that game soon as well so keep an eye out for that um until next time we're sleepy (laughs) true i forgot i was in charge of the button